thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure to be on your show. Uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to me. No worries. Congrats on the book, Closer by Sea, um, by Perry Chafe. Oh, uh, that's awesome, Green. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. The, uh, I mean, a very, I, I can't remember ever reading a book about uh, a different place, a place that I was unfamiliar with. Uh, actually, let me say that again. Unfamiliar with, although it's still being in Canada, right? I've read books that are based in all over the world, maybe, or different parts of the world, but never a book based at home in a place that was very unfamiliar. Um, and and it was it was very interesting to read not just the story you were telling, but to read everything else around that. Um, yeah, so that that was that was fascinating. So thank you, uh, thank oh, you for that. Thank you. I I, I feel uh, privileged that you would say that. That's uh, that means it was a unique story, and uh, you know, coming from you, that means a lot. So thank yeah. you for that. Now I read. I think you say it at the end here, and you know, in your comments and stuff. Ten years to write this book. Oh <laughs> no! I, I've been that. I was asked ten years ago to think about writing a book. Okay. And I finally got around to it uh, about two and a half years ago okay and during covid uh yeah the wonderful editor uh nina provenost who's now a best-selling author uh, uh under the uh name nita prose who wrote uh, a, an incredible novel called the maid uh, was my editor at simon and schuster okay and, uh, i met her through a mutual friend of mine named uh alan doyle who's a musician who was doing some books he's a wonderful musician and writer and we got to talking and she said, I think there might be a book in you. And then 10 years later, I finally get to it. And uh, and, and here it is today. So uh, ah. she just stepped at me in a most wonderful way. She believed in me. So. so 10 years ago, when Nina says there's a book in you, what kind of a book was she thinking about? What kind of a book or story were you thinking about? Oh, that's interesting. So it's it's similar to what you've said. She was thinking of this place because she'd been here with Alan. Okay. Uh, she's originally from Toronto. Uh, and uh, she just felt this place was so unique for everything you touched on, you know, um, a unique setting that, you know, not a lot of people know about. So she thought the setting was wonderful. And she thought, given my background in storytelling through telev film, film television, yeah. she thought I could uh, tell a story. Uh, um, and a, a kind of a coming of age tale based in Newfoundland. Yeah. Uh, around uh, similar to what I, uh, you know, my experience growing up here. That's where it started. That was the nugget that she sort of put out there. And then uh, okay. from there, this book came. That was the origin. So when you grew up there, did you grow up during that time where the fisheries were suffering and the government? snap of a finger said let's shut her down was was that yeah. you lived in during that time absolutely and the book is set i i lived uh i'm, I'm a little uh, i grew up in the 70s and 80s in this small fishing community uh 
Petty Harbor, Newfoundland is my hometown. And so the setting, the, it, it takes place on a small island. It's a fictitious island, but basically it's like if Petty Harbor was an island, that's where the fishery happened. So absolutely, my, my parents, my father was a fisherman, my mother was a fish plant worker, and uh, everything stopped in 1992 with the moratorium. Um, and uh, that was the end of the cod fishery. It was supposed to be a temporary measure, but, you know, a couple of years, two, three, four years, we're going on over 30. So 2022 marked the 30th year of this moratorium and some 30,000 Newfoundlander and Labradorians found themselves out of work, just like that stroke. Of wow. Wow. Um, I, I, I need to ask you this question, Perry, um, outside of Nina planting that seed, seeing your friend Alan write a successful book. You're known Republic of Doyle, uh, son of a Critch. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you have to, I, I must apologize. I can't remember your partner's name, but you've written songs with her or for oh, her. Green Ennis. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, how, how I know there was a pandemic and a lot of people tried a lot of new things. I tried my hand at baking sourdough bread, <laughs> like, like a bunch of other people. Uh, you said, ah, oh, let me, let me write a, a story, uh, a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, like what, why did you want to attempt to write a novel? Like, is it, was, is it the same muscles, same memory, same, same, uh, same energy that it takes to write, uh, television shows sort of yes it's i I sort of adapted my skill set that i had developed for telling uh you know uh television and film stories and adapted it for telling a novel uh, using it uh, it, you know to write a a novel so i i the skill sets are similar but uh what i found much different in a novel you know i wanted to it's just so much longer you know it took it's 270 pages if i'm writing a half hour comedy it's 24 you know pages if i'm writing Mm. a a drama like republic of doyle it's 54 you know or sorry at 48 or 50 pages um this was this world was much bigger um was also I found it interesting because in my other world, it's so much more collaborative. You know, you have a wonderful writing team usually that you break story with for film and television, uh, certainly in the television world. And somebody goes away and writes that particular uh, episode of television. And then you put it in the production machine and out comes a television show. You know, it happens. In, and, you know, I don't have the luxury of time in that world, but I do have the luxury of having some great writers that we can break story with telling the novel, uh, with creating a novel, you're sort of on an island, uh, pardon the pun, on your own, yeah. you know, with a great editor like Nita uh, Provenost and, and Janie Yoon, who are two wonderful editors I work with, but you're pretty much on your own to, yeah. you know, creating your own story. So it, I, I had some skill set in that area, but what I found the challenging part was sort of doing it on my own uh, and using that scriptive nature, you know, to just... The, the amount of description that goes into it, to a book as opposed to, uh, uh, you know, a screenplay. You know, in the screenplay, you just you, you slug it, you know, fish plant, and that's fine. That you, you and your location team go find a fish plant, and you'll see it on the screen. In the book, I, I spent, you know, two, three pages talking about what a fish plant looked like, what it smelled uh, like, you know, the activity around a fish plant. So so I, I did have some skill sets, uh, luckily, with my in the other world that I live in. But and I was able to adapt a lot of them, to, you know, in the not in, in, in creating a novel. But there was also some learning curve that I had to get used to. 
Wow, fantastic. Um, I, I want you to complete this sentence, if you would. And, and this is something that you've said. When I was 18, I moved out of Petty Harbor and into a house with Alan Doyle on Suez Street in St. John's. Oh, you've done your research, sir. Uh, that's incredible. And, and uh, we um, uh, we went to university together and we began to develop, uh, continue to develop our storytelling uh, 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 abilities and skill sets. We sort of honed them together. He, he in, in, in the world of, of uh, music, of course, was yeah. great because he and I went on, uh, you know, eventually to create uh, television, film and television, and now uh, dabbling in the, in the world of, of, uh, of the novel. So, yeah, so we, uh, we, we uh, were great friends, grew up together. And that's so funny uh, that uh, I don't know where you got to do the <laughs> great research. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you it, what was what was fascinating is, is as well as during my research, I've interviewed a number of authors and mm-hmm. some authors have had great uh, book launches, very interesting book launches. Um, yours was, you know, you literally had a Canadian rock star, Alan Doyle, perform uh, at, at your book launch. Um, very, very interesting book launch for sure. Um, I, I want to, what's the fisheries industry like now in Newfoundland has has it come back is it thriving what's what's happening there there uh, no unfortunately there's still a cod moratorium some 30 there years is? later there is and although oh, wow. there is a fishery that's happening so every okay. summer for so many weeks uh people can go Newfoundland and Labradorians can go in boats and collect five fish a day uh over that particular span of time for three okay. or, I think it's three days a week over a number of weeks. So there, you can still, you know, experience it. But as far as an active, uh, full-fledged fishery that was pre-1992, it doesn't exist. Now they've, they've pivoted a little and now we're doing things like uh, crab. There's, there's an active crab industry here and other, um, at the time, underutilized species. But as far as that, you know, the stories about the codfish and, and that world, unfortunately it, it, doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. When I finished reading the book last week, um, it occurred to me that maybe the point of the story wasn't necessarily um, about the the main character, but it mm-hmm. was about the town itself, and and maybe it was a story to to Newfoundlanders, um, people that stayed behind that continued to continue to build whatever there was or whatever it is that w- they wanted to build or or tried to build because you end off to me it seems it, it the story ended off on a happy note mm-hmm. uh you know there's it's like a roller coaster so there's a lot of ups and downs in the book but it's it ended off to me saying uh, a town that was devastated um has found a way to flourish again um mm-hmm. Your, your thoughts on that? No, that's very intuitive. Um, and that's exactly how I wanted to finish the book, uh, because uh, it, it's an homage to a people that have survived. Yeah. You know, we've been here 500 years, and that, that, that was such a pivotal time in our history, the closure of the cod fishery. I don't know how we survived it. I, and looking back, you know, it's just the people, um, you know, just refused to give up, and, and they, again, they did other things. So in the book, I talk about 
towns like my my like Petty Harbor, Newfoundland, it changed as well. So it started to focus a bit on the crab fishery, but also it became sort of a, a tourism um, yeah. industry started to flourish. And we have a wonderful restaurant there called Chaves Landing, and there's an ice cream store, and there is a uh, an aquarium. And, uh, and a little cafe right on the water. And they're actually talking about a microbrewery. So everything I talk about in the book is in that town. And a yeah. lot of towns were able to do that. Um, some weren't, were not, were not, uh, weren't able to do that. Um, but a lot of them were just because of people, the you know, ingenu- ingenuity of, 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 and the spirit of a people yeah. uh, refusing to give up, were able to. So I wanted to leave the book on a high note going, we're still yeah. here. We're doing great. You know, it makes us stronger in many ways. And I'm so proud of this place because we're able to do that. That's awesome. Now, is, is that a family place, uh, the, the ice cream store? Uh, the Land, I believe we're distant uh, cousins, okay. uh, but I, I might get 10% off if I mention their name. <laughs> so I, I've got to call them tomorrow. They're a wonderful restaurant, but uh, it's nice. a wonderful town. Newfoundland's wonderful, so I uh, invite yeah. everybody to come visit. Yeah, my my, uh, my friend works um, for a, uh, a spirits company, um, and he was just down there a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he did that. Well, you kiss the fish. What is that? What is that ceremony oh, called? Yeah, we call it a screech in. So you screech become an honorary. He got screeched in. Yes. Oh, so he's an honorary Newfoundlander and Labradorian. Yeah, he had a great time uh, there. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, there's a wonderful screech pre- screech in program ceremony where you kiss a cod and drink some uh, screech rum and you become a Newfoundlander. Yeah. You have to say that. There's something you have to say as well with that, and and you yeah. become an honorary Newfoundlander. Nice. Um, you talked about your dad and your mom. Your dad was a fisherman. Your mom mm-hmm. worked uh, uh, in a fish fish plant. Um, what, like, how did they adapt to what was happening when wow. you know thirty years ago things shut down? Well, uh, my parents at the time were older, so okay. uh, they were you know late fifty, early sixty. So they took an early retirement. Uh, while my Although my brothers and sisters couldn't, they, they were all in, involved one way or the other in the fishery. So they ended up going back to school and being retrained and eventually finding jobs like a lot of Newfoundlanders and mm-hmm. Labradorians had to do. So but even looking back on that, some of the new you know, some fishermen and fisher people and fish plant workers, they were in their 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s going back to be retrained after wow. being out of school for 30, 40, 50 years, like yeah. how, how incredible, like how uh, frightening and uh, uh, is that, you know, but yet they did that or, or they found, they went and did something else slightly, uh, you know, uh, maybe related or unrelated fishery, but you know, the courage to be able to do that, I always find fascinating, you know, to go yeah. back, yeah. even going from high school to university, you know, I thought it was frightening, but imagine being out of school for 30, 40 years, going back to be retrained. You know that must have been must have been seemed like you know a, a mountain to climb for them, but the people did it. Wow! And what what did your siblings study? Like what what sort of jobs? Oh, did they yeah. we trained my, for? my my sister. Uh, she ended up going back and, and getting her master's master's in psychology. Oh wow! And uh, which was wonderful because she's a and. and um, my brother, my another brother studied accounting and uh, uh, another brother went and did uh, IT. So they were able okay. to you know, move, uh, get some training and so on, like a lot did. Others retired. Uh, and unfortunately, um, with all of that comes a bit of a loss in passing things on from generation to generation. Mm. So we're getting to the point now that, you know, 
I think some are doing a, a great job of carrying on tradition, uh, especially with tourism and in um, some of these small towns. There, you know, there's actually community museums and and people who are dedicated, like in Petty Harbor, to, to to sort of keeping that tradition going. But unfortunately, the infrastructure is fallen. The fish plants are no longer there for codfish. And the knowledge of things like catching a fish or even building a boat, unfortunately, gets as generations move away from the past, we tend to lose a little bit of that, which is yeah. sad. And I talk about that in the book as well. Wow. What makes Newfoundland a place that, to me, continues to churn out people in the entertainment, storytelling, comedy space? It's like every... Yeah, so and so's from Newfoundland. So and so's like we're like such a small, like large space, but mm-hmm. small population, um, but a tradition of making people laugh. It seems, yeah. and uh, dance through music. W- what is it uh, about uh, your home? That's you know that's that that's such a quite you know a, a great question that. You know, it's a special place, but like it's it's a large, uh, you know, uh, you know, with regards to geography, it's a large space, especially with Newfoundland and Labrador. However, there's only five hundred that less. It's half a million people here. It's crazy. And you look at like you were saying, the, the artistic talent that comes out of this place. And I think it has to do with the the nature of the isolation of being living on an island or an isolated community where over the years, you know, you had to entertain yourself. And so you start playing music and you tell stories and tall tales or you dance or you paint, uh, you know. So I think that tradition began with just the idea that we need to entertain yourself. It's, it's you know, it, it's a wonderful place, but it's difficult sometimes to get there, especially in the past. So yeah. I think it's sort of the origins came from this sense of isolation and developing a unique culture. And I, I think, you know, looking back at some of the best storytellers I've ever, even today that I've, I, I, you know, I've ever heard are fishermen and fish plant workers and fisher people who are telling tell, tall tales down by the stages. And myself and Alan Doyle, we grew up listening to those fishermen, you know, and, wow. and, and workers and so on. So, and, and just here, and, and they were also uh, singers and they told recitations, you know, just stories by heart that had a rhyme scheme to it. It was like, oh my God, this is incredible. That was in a town of a thousand people. So, uh, you know, and every town had that, you know, those storytellers and those singers and, uh, you know, dancers and painters. So I think it's just this sense of, you know, the isolation and, and the oral tradition, perhaps that came over from the Irish, because, you know, we're heavily influenced yeah. by that. But but I really believe it's the, the isolation and that sort of helped brew this sort of storytelling uh, tradition. Wow. Um, what's next for Closer by the Sea? You're, you're known as a, uh, as, as a TV writer, producer, creator. Um, is there a, a miniseries that's in here? I, I, I kind of I, I'd like to think there is. I think there's either a film or I would okay. love to see, as you mentioned, a miniseries in order to do it justice. That's why I didn't write a um, it's not a feature, but I thought I could do justice to creating a world, especially with my home. So I have to get it right. It's so like uh, I, I wanted for family and friends. I wanted to do this properly. So I do believe there's a miniseries there. And I think, uh, you know, in the in, in sort of the. Um, 
perhaps in the same path of a Stand By Me, or, you know, the Stephen yeah. King, the, the novella he wrote, The Body. Maybe something along the lines of that would be set in Newfoundland with that unique spin to it, I think would be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see that, see your story come alive on a screen, you know. Absolutely. Um, Perry Chafe, the book is Closer by Sea, uh, published by Simon & Schuster. Um fantastic story thank you so much for writing this uh thank you for telling stories on the screen that uh that canadians enjoy and, and thank you for for spending some time with me today oh a pleasure kareem I, I i again i can't thank you enough for giving me the opportunity it's been an absolute pleasure fantastic go by the book people closer by sea again my guest has been perry chafe uh anywhere you buy your books uh your books whether online or in your local bookstore pick it up there again thank you so much perry thank you okay that was great thank you you're excellent oh my god what an interview you you did your research sir that was like that quote was excellent (laughs) thank you i know i appreciate it thank you so much 